You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Gastroenteritis Blues. My name is Steve Lippman. I am with Dan Volpone and Emily Anderson. Big week of Sixers basketball. Let's start in the only place that makes any sense. Emily, how was your birthday? It was good. It was yep. very like 2021 or 2020, I guess, and very like 30s. So I ordered Cheesecake Factory. I watched Disney Plus and I drank a bottle of champagne. So I'm going to go one by one. How was the Cheesecake Factory? Did it travel well? It does travel well. I was sad, though, because I normally get the thing where you get, like, two dinners in one because I can't decide. So you get, like, chicken and steak. And like they a don't you pick have... two for my Panera heads out there. Kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. um, but they're, like, pre-programmed ones. So I normally get the chicken Madeira and the steak Diane, but apparently either on DoorDash or Cheesecake Factory took chicken Madeira off their menu, so I couldn't get it. So I just got the steak. Okay. Um, but that was delicious. Great. And it comes with mashed potatoes and I obviously got cheesecake. So love it. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Disney Plus? Did you watch, you had mentioned, I believe this is a little behind the scenes, I believe off mic, you mentioned that you might watch the movie Soul. Did you? I did. I so did, did watch I the movie this Soul. Week. What did you think? It was of it? delightful. It was, was heartwarming, made me really, you know, want to just embrace life there was a funny next jokes in there which was great that was funny yeah um it was really enjoyable yeah. it was kind of dark too it was also about death love a love yeah a sad disney it's a good it's like a pixar movie you know yeah. they're for adults kids don't get them dan you're not a movie guy did you happen to catch soul yeah <laughs> no i don't really watch movies unless you're in them so <laughs> <laughs> all right well listen you got five to watch before you die um uh emily finally how's the champagne um, it was good, but I'm 30 now, so I couldn't finish the bottle. It was sad. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Did you get drunk? Um, no, because I didn't want to be hungover. It's like a real grown-up decision. I, I think that all the time. I'm like, I could drink more, but I don't want to feel like shit. Yeah. So, but the champagne tasted good. It tasted so really old. good. <laughs> and I'm yeah. doing sober January, so I'm really thriving now. Dan, when's the last time you blacked out? Oh, I, I, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a pretty responsible drinker, honestly. Okay. All right, good. Like, I, know, I don't know. Mike. I, I never yeah. tried. I've never, like, you know, oh, let me just, like, die. Like, it's not know. a decision that's, that you make. It just happens It sometimes. is for some people. It definitely yeah, well, that's not – I don't know if that's healthy. It's not. But no judgment, me. but – You know what me. I could never do is day drink and then go right into a night drink. Can't do oh, it. Oh, absolutely not. If I drink at noon, I need a nap, 
And by like four o'clock, I'm going to call my dad and ask him to take me home. I'm too sad and drunk at that point. I don't want to, I can't parlay it into two drinks. If I drink before five, I'm asleep by 11. Exactly. Mm. The only place I can do it is Nashville. Nashville, I can go like forever. I regularly say it's the place I feel most alive. Wow. So or do you have family there or when do you No, go? I just like to go for a bachelor cool. parties. Awesome. That's it's great. Great fun. Apparently it's a very fun city. I've been like four times. It's really fun. Speaking of fun cities, the Sixers had a great week. Um, they won all three games. They won Toronto, Orlando, and Charlotte. Emily, I believe that will mean that the three of us, because we predicted the games, the three of us were two and one. Is that right? Um, so no, because Jan said that we would lose to Toronto. So, so we're all tied now. So we're all tied over like all, we're all four and two over the whole season. Got it. But me and you are two and one for this week and Dan is one and two. Oh, cool. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, so we look like we might lose for a while and, uh, we finally pulled it out. That's not something that we do normally. It was fun. We can, uh, we can start there um, with uh, the Toronto game. I was doing the recap for the website, and I was watching it, and they, it just looked like a bad game. They were going to lose. Nothing was really going well, except Joel looked really good, um, as he has in every game, honestly. Um, and then he just kept – they started chipping away. Tobias had the first of his, like, week of absolutely wonderful games from, from Tobias. It was really – uh, quite a week for, for Tobias and for this podcast. Um, what did you guys think? Any big takeaways from the Toronto game, Dan? Not really Sixers related. Um, I, I, I think that um, coming in, I thought Toronto might be better than the Sixers. Mm-hmm. And this, I think this, like, after watching the Sixers, especially if Tobias is going gonna, is gonna to keep this up in, in any – not that he won't keep up the, the shooting percentage, but just mm-hmm. the quick decision-making. Sixers are probably a little bit better than I thought they would be. But Toronto is a lot worse than I thought they'd be. Like they look, I mean, and listen, they'll probably they have some good players, and and they have Nick Nurse, who's a good coach. So I'm sure that they'll turn it around a little bit. But like as of now, they look awful. Like the first half was was ugly, and like a lot of their points came easy because the Sixers looked just bad. And uh-huh. then they just Toronto couldn't even score in the second half, and they're not winning games. It's like they just don't look good. It uh. They, I feel like they'll always be a pain in the ass to play. Um, they have Aaron Baines now, who has always been tough for Embiid, and Embiid ended up shooting like 16 free throws. Um, so he really like got after it on that end and played uh, in control and passed out a double team as well. Emily, what did you think of the Toronto game? Yeah, I was just mostly impressed by the fact that they finished the game last season and in the past few seasons the Sixers really struggle to like actually finish games like they kind of start losing it and then it just is like a slow down more downward spiral like never really like claw their way back up so it was just kind of heartening to see them actually do that for once um so so that was that was good the worst part of it was there was a point where Joel was double teamed and he sort of got caught in between two people and he just crumpled to the ground holding his leg and like I know there were no fans there but there was none of the fake fan noise either like everything went so quiet and it was just like oh no am I gonna have to do a podcast about the Sixers without Embiid for like six months like 
We would have that, to cancel it. We would have to yeah. cancel. What are we gonna do? It wouldn't be that fun. <laughs> what are we gonna talk about? I have no idea. Wow, nice line. The Bachelor. From, we would just Tony Bradley. Bachelor. Right, exactly. We would talk about the Brad, the Bachelor. Um, so were you guys terrified as I was when um, I believe Emily, you were quick on the cramps train. I was. I think I texted it to you in all caps. <laughs> just I, yelled, text yelled cramp at you. Right. I, I, no, I was worried. It looked like a hamstring. Yeah, it looked like, to me, it looked like, um, so Emily was right. I thought it was, but I never thought it was like a knee. So I, I That's was, what I thought know, it was. I was wrong, but I thought it was still more minor. I thought it was a hamstring at worst. He misses a few weeks. Right. So I wasn't like panicked, but I, I, I still worry. Like I could have been wrong about where he was grabbing. He could have been his knee. Um, I'm glad it was neither. So right. Emily's all over that. Yeah. And then he came, you know, I, I was thinking you go through like all these stages where it's like, he's out for the year. Okay, no, he's back on the bench. Don't let him play. And then he came. He's back definitely out for the game. Yeah. <laughs> and then he came back in, and he looked just like himself. And thank God. But um, that was a really great win uh, from this team. I was very impressed. Maybe he had to shit. Maybe, like but Lamar, would he Lamar have Jackson to hold his hamstring if he? Probably can, not. Can we all be adults here <laughs> and just say, Doc, I'm sorry. I have to shit right now. This can't. Actually, wait. I, I think Joel would have no issue with that. No, no, and and. He also inspired this podcast with his shitting. So, you know. That's right. Yeah, we um, love good Joel shit. So then we had a New Year's Eve, a game they were absolutely supposed to lose. They just beat the shit out of the magic uh, in Orlando. This is the most fun I've had in 2020, this game. <laughs> I had so much fun. I was drinking this night. It took all the way to the last day. It was so fun. Yeah. They killed him. I mean, I put fifteen dollars on Joel for MVP through the course of this game. It started with five, and then I, I added to another bet throughout the course of the game. I was like, put it up to fifteen. Yeah, uh, they. I was shocked that they won this game. It just seemed like such a game. I mean, last year on New Year's Eve, they got killed by Indiana in Indiana, and it was like they were all just trying to get out of there. Um, and it was just impressive the way that they did that. Did you guys notice the Vucevic Embiid stuff? It seemed like Embiid was loving fucking with Vucevic. And, like, Vucevic kept getting foul, getting in foul trouble, and Embiid was loving it. And, like, was this the game where he humped on the ground? Yes. Yeah. This was the game. What, what, are our, what do we think about his humping? I'm glad he's having fun. Yeah. It he's looked having, weird, though. <laughs> no, it was amazing. It was, the best part was I thought it was funny when he, like, humped on the ground. But then he stood up and continued the thrusting, and that's when I really lost it. I like screamed. I was could not. Con- I was dying. It was my yeah. favorite thing I've ever seen. It was really great, Dan. Any other takeaways from uh, from that Magic game? Uh, if you told me that we were gonna have a game this year where Ben, Dwight, and Matisse all hit a three, I would have not believed you. So that was fun. Thank you for remembering that. Yes, this was um, this was a game Ben Simmons in very early in the game. He flares out uh, to, like, the corner and gets a pass from Embiid and hits the three. Uh, do you have early – I, I want to give a quote that Simmons gave, gave after the game about that three. Do you, either of you have any thoughts on Ben hitting three other than good? More, please. It was, it was fun, and I think, I think I tweeted this, but, like, literally I was on Twitter, and, like, for 15 tweets in a row it was, like, Simmons hit a three, a three. <laughs> Wow. And I was like, wow, I really follow a lot of people that have my similar interests. Like, I guess that's what Twitter's for, but I'm not getting any, like, opposing viewpoints on here. No, no. Hey, Dan, what about you? 
Yeah, it, it's so funny because, like, I think he can make them. You know, like, he's made a few, um, and he's – I don't want to – It looks I don't good. Think I the shot him. looked good. So I, I think he kind of looks like a turd when he shoots. He, he doesn't jump. Whoa, he, like, he looks like a turd when he shoots. That's the name of the podcast. Go ahead. He, he just, like, kind of, like, glides. Like, he just, that should like, be a looks, good thing. He looks kind of stupid. Like, he doesn't jump. <laughs> but if he's going to make a shot, I don't care at all. And I'm glad he's, he took it. I'm glad he made it. I don't mean that to take away from the fact that he made the shot. It's just an observation I had that he kind of looks like a turd when he shoots. Quick thing I'll say is I wouldn't jump either if nobody was within 30 feet of me when I had to shoot. I would screw around and glide. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I want to go to, this is from Derek Bodner of The Athletic. He tweeted about this exchange. And, and first I'll say that at the end of it, he does say that they were joking around with each other. But the reporter says, talk about that three you hit. So Ben says, talk about shit. What you want me to say? Fuck. Yo, I came down, Aaron Gordon went under, Joel threw it to me in the corner, and I let it go. I don't have a long answer for you. Does he not know that people know that he doesn't shoot? Like, he's being like, what are you talking about? What's the big deal? Like, it's just a three. <laughs> yeah, what are you, I do this all the time. I've done this eight times in the past three years, guys. It's nothing new. Ben, they go under your screens every time. If you want to do this, <laughs> go ahead. But, like, we're not the weird ones when we want you to talk about it. Like... I mean, it seems like it was all good natured and, and uh, it's obviously not a big deal. I just think it's hilarious that he's being like, huh? You want me to talk about that? <laughs> Anything on, uh, on that, Emily? That's amazing. I should <laughs> keep that up. I love it. He should, yeah, he should uh, do it as a bit the whole time. <laughs> like in 40 games, what? when he takes another three, they're going to be like, talk about the three. Be like, I take one every other game, don't I? And they show up. He's like, huh? <laughs> Every 40 games I take one. What's new about this? Uh, I do have uh, yeah. to say, Markel's shot still looks messed up. It does. It does. It's still yeah. not good. And Markel took one after Ben made it. Yeah, and, and it looked janky. Back to back, but if they had gone back to back, that would have been awesome. Oh, that would have been nuts. Um, I was sure that Markel was going to kill the Sixers. I think he played fine, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We, I don't think we're all that tight during the Markel thing, but I had so much invested in Markel and like, I felt so bad when everything was going so wrong for him. And I felt like it just, just felt really bad for him. So I'm very happy. I thought it was never, ever going to happen in Philadelphia. Like him figuring it out was just not going to happen here. So I'm happy that he's just an NBA player and he just signed a $50 million contract, which is great for a guy who forgot how to shoot. Um, good for him. Dan, what was your take on Markel during that whole thing? Were you, Excited about the pick initially? Like, what was your deal with him? Yeah, I was super excited when they traded up. Because, um, you know, I felt like you know, he could be the guy who's, who can play on or off ball, which is great with Ben. Right. And, um, you know, best ever, he was consensus best player available in that draft, um, going into the draft. So I was, I was thrilled. And, I, it, you know, I, I really felt like that could have been the completion of our core. And we you know, went forward with the Ben Markel Joel core. And I mean, that would have been great. And I think, you know, if Mark, if people were saying, and obviously you can't, you can't really go by this because it's almost unfair to say, but you know, people were like, you know, he's James Harden, like, which is the whole thing we're saying now. Like, imagine you, you like, imagine we get Harden without giving Ben and you have like, you know, Harden, Ben, Embiid, exactly, and, yeah. you know, you have that team in place for years when Ben and Joel are still much younger and Harden's still younger and you have time to build around them. I mean, that, that 
I think the Sixers are like a clear title favorite, even if they get Harden without, I don't think it's possible, but if they were to get Harden without giving Ben, without even, you know, having all the time to put more pieces around them. Um, and to, to, if Markel could have been anything close to that, I was, you know, I was thrilled to think about it. Once things started yeah. going bad, I was, you know, upset. I, I still believed in him. Um, I was a little annoyed with, you know, the implication that he, he wasn't, you know, believed in, at least by the fans here, because, you know, the city, we've talked about this before, yeah. but, you know, the, the city absolutely supported him. He got I an can't, incredibly maybe, long rope from yeah, I mean, much of maybe the, the Maybe the team didn't. I don't know. You know, I don't know that behind the scenes stuff. And it's very possible that, that, you know, he didn't feel believed in and he had, you know, there's something to that, but it was not the fans and people act like it's the fans. I think he's at times implied it was the fans and it was absolutely not the fans. Everyone you know, there's so many types of Sixers fans from the, you know, people who've been saying trade Ben since he was 20 to the, you know, people who loved Al Horford and just like, you know, all these people with like, you know, weird niche views that, you know, are like, I don't even know what people are thinking half the time. And everyone believed in Fultz. Mm-hmm. Every, or at least everyone wished the best for him. Right. You know, no one right. hated him. No one, no one said, you know, well, this kid just doesn't have it. What the hell's wrong with this kid? You know, he stinks, whatever. Like, everyone's like, oh, I hope he gets better, whatever it is. You know, hope he figures it out. He was completely supportive. Yeah. Emily, what about you during the whole Markel thing? Um, yeah, a lot of what Dan said. Um, I was excited about it. I don't really watch a lot of college basketball, but then once, you know, the season was over and everyone was saying, like, this is the guy, this is the guy that fits our team. I was all on board for it. I was at the draft party when they picked him and they like shot the confetti cannons off and it was really fun, but it was just kind of all went downhill fast. I think there's a lot of like family things and all, all of that mess, but it's like very Sixersy for all of that to happen for there yeah. to be like trainer drama and mom drama and family drama. So, I mean, matching pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> matching. It was hard to recover from that. But it was, yeah, and I agree with Dan, the whole, the fan thing. I was there when he had the triple-double, and oh, cool. it was so fun, and they were all just, like, passing him and trying to get him to get it, and, like, it was, everyone was on his side there, and everyone lost their shit when, it, when he got it, so it was just, like, a fun night, and I think that, yeah, Philly fans are happy to see him do well. I don't think anyone wishes anything bad for him. Yeah. Um, so then I don't know if there's a ton from yesterday, but the Sixers beat Charlotte. They, it's like their, their first series. They're going to play Charlotte again tonight when you guys are hearing this. Um, they led Charlotte pretty, pretty consistently. They shot the ball super well. Um, uh, Joel's playing great. Uh, we can sort of talk about Joel and what you think about his candidacy as an MVP candidate. Like, do you believe in that? Obviously, yes, from Emily. She spent a lot of money on it. Um, 15 whole dollars. 15 whole dollars. Um, and uh, Tobias was just absolutely wonderful this week, which is uh, hilarious after, I mean, the last time we talked was last Sunday. He was terrible. He was, he looked terrible. He was making decisions slowly and he wasn't shooting when he should. And he just, you know, who knows what will keep up. But like, I feel like the things we wanted to see from him was not like shoot 50% from three and score 30 a game. It's just like, shoot quickly and make quick decisions. And it looks like he did that. And if he can keep that part of his game up, I think that he can be helpful to the team. Um, Emily, what did you think of uh, anything from the Charlotte win and also Joel and Tobias? Um, Yeah, the Charlotte win was just like a good win. It was like the kind of 
game that we would lose a lot of times. Like Terry Rozier will kill us and he's, he played great, but he didn't kill us. So that was good to see. Um, Tobias has really been on another level. I think he probably listened to the podcast last Mm -hmm. week and knew that I'm including him in my James Harden train. So (laughs) he wanted to prove that he shouldn't be included. So I've taken him out and I'm now only offering Matisse for James Harden straight up. That's one week. One work of good Tobias, and you were like, he's off the table. I did yeah. yeah, it changes very quickly. I it's a really fluid situation. My trade, mm-hmm. uh, my trade demands, but yeah, I loved it. I loved his like dunk, and I was so sad that there weren't fans there because like that place would have gone nuts if yeah. there were fans there. And like the bench is just not the same as having like a whole stadium like erupt, which yeah. it would have. Right, but um. Yeah, Tobias looked great. And if he wants to shoot 50% from three and score 30 a night, I won't tell him not to. Mm-hmm. I so agree. Just, just play better. That's all there is. Dan, it's not that hard. What do you think about uh, the Joel MVP thing, the Tobias thing, anything you want? Yeah, I'm buying If Joel plays enough games, I think that, um, you know, I, I think that he is a legitimate candidate. I don't, I don't know, you know, how else, you know, the season will go. There might be someone else who just plays better. And you never, I feel like a lot of his like narrative based, you never know how, how that's going to shape out, but right. But Joel looks great. And I definitely think he, I, I mean, sure. I love Emily's bet. I'm all in. Let's do it. <laughs> um, as, as far as Tobias, I'm, I'm happy to see him playing well. I mean, he's played well all three games this week. Um, obviously the shooting is not going to stay there, but that's fine. Um, it's great that he's, you know, making his, making his shots and, and hopefully he shoots just better than he has been shooting. I think he, he, he didn't shoot particularly well last year. Um, he's not going to stay at 56%, but like, I think he was, he's 45% on the year. I think he was like 56% last week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if he's going to shoot 40, close to 40, if he's going to shoot at you know, at a higher volume, which he's been doing, um, you know, this week he was, he's was taking more, he's taking them faster, more decisively, even his passes were faster. And, you know, the team really needs that. Um, they especially need it if, you know, if, if Ben is still here, I want to say, um, like if, if Ben is here for the long run and there's not a, a hardened trade involving Ben, then, you know, they need his scoring pretty badly. Right. Um, so I was encouraged by that. One, one thing I want to say about Tobias Harris. Here we go. Uh, it's not <laughs> even about Tobias Harris. Buckle up. <laughs> I, I saw people saying things. And listen, no hate to these people, but this is it's crazy to me. People but, saying things. Let's name like, some names. No, I don't have names. I don't even remember who it was. I'm not mad at anyone. Show the receipts, it. Dan. I don't I'll remember anyone beef. in particular. Let's get in a beef. You can, go, you can go look it up. All right. There are people saying that Tobias Harris is owed an apology. Okay? <laughs> Tobias Harris literally shit himself every game for a full year. He is one, probably the biggest reason we didn't beat Toronto in the playoffs on the, on the shot that bounced four times because he was so bad. We gave up so much for him. We paid him all that money. He sucked all of last year. He sucked in the first game of this season and the second game of this season. Okay, he's now had three good games after all of that sucking, and you want me to apologize to him. What? Yes, he's a nice I'd man. I'd like you to apologize to me, actually. I'm not a and people did the same people did the same thing last year when he started off shooting horribly. He started off shooting horribly, then had like two good games in a row where he had like high twenties in points, and then 
once again proceeded to shit the bed the rest of the season. Yep. And people said after those two games, I was never out on Tobias. Why were you out on Tobias? You're going to apologize? You wanted to, tr- you wanted to trade Tobias Harris? Are you kidding me? <laughs> we're talking about Tobias Harris. I'm not going to apologize to Tobias Harris. Do you not care if the team is good? What are you watching? I've, yeah, I've been mad at him because he sucked. I'm glad he's playing well. Not apologizing. Anyway, that pissed me off. We can carry on now. Well, I, um, I would say I don't think apologies are needed as long as we're all criticizing play and stuff like that. And uh, obviously, we as a podcast will critique your looks, too. That's just that comes with it. But I'm he's sorry. good looking. He's very good looking. Very good looking. Uh, w- listen, we haven't gone there with him. He looks great. And, and, and every Tobias criticism that has ever been made by every single person has always been prefaced with, he's a great guy, but. So true. Which isn't even necessary. But people still feel the need to point it out because they yeah. like him that much. I, he's that such a good guy. Alternate title to the podcast. <laughs> that would have been a good one. That would have been. That really would have been. But he's <laughs> never. He's never. It's never been personal with him. I like to buy. I like to buy us in the locker room. I like him. You know. I like him in, in a bookstore. In a bookstore. I like him in the community. Mm. I I like him in interviews. I like him you know, cheering guys on on the bench, mentoring the young guys. I like everything about him as a person. His play sucked. And all the criticism about it was fair. And I'm glad he, he looks better. I think he's actually more likely to keep it up this year than last year. Last year, he just started making the shots that he had been missing. This year, he's actually playing a different style of basketball that's more conducive to the Sixers winning. So I am more confident about it this year, and I'm happy about it. And I said, you know, this on Twitter, but I'm going to stop putting him in every fake trade imaginable for at least a week now. And, to, and we'll see what happens. Dan, and how, that, how that, responsible, that's my version of an apology. How responsible do you feel for this good week by Tobias? Do you think you're like 95% responsible for the week? Or how would you split that up? All right. I, I, I do. I, wanna, I know that's a joke. I'm going to answer this question. <laughs> Please. Seriously. I, I really answer it seriously. However. I am 0% responsible. But Doc Ooh. Rivers, I think, is pretty responsible. Yeah. And no, not in the way where we're doing the whole, oh, well, you know, Tobias was good under Doc. I don't care about that. But him telling him, you know, you need to make quicker decisions. I mean, and then he, you know, he didn't the first few games, but now he is. Did Brett never try just saying that? I don't understand. <laughs> like, he literally just, like, to, to bias, make quicker decisions. And, you know, a few games later, now he's playing exactly how all the fans have been saying he needs to play for a whole year. And <laughs> and I'm not saying, you know, it's I've been the only person saying this. I wasn't, definitely wasn't even the first person saying this. But everyone's been saying this. Everyone's been saying, Tobias takes too long to make decisions. He needs a quicker trigger. He needs to make quicker choices on the basketball court and doc comes in and says tobias you need to do this okay he's doing it now like brett did, did brett not just say that did, was has no one told this to him before it's possible. this can't be the first time he's heard this i don't know i, I don't understand did. i think that i made fun of the whole doc thing like on our last podcast that was like everybody's like look out you know tobias well, had a good couple months with i don't uh, think it's doc. that though yeah, like, I, I think know. it's literally he needed to be told this one thing. Like, I agree with you. I mean, it's not like Doc is, has, like, the magic key for Tobias Harris. Like, that sounds kind of silly. Yeah. But yeah, clearly he told him one thing, and he's playing like we've always wanted him to. Maybe, maybe, maybe Brett deserves more responsibility than I thought. Maybe it wasn't Tobias. You know, that's just how he is. Maybe he was, he was you know, getting bad advice or something. I don't know. I mean, the next time we talk next week, we could very well be back to the first conversation oh, about yeah. Tobias. You just never know. You got to stay on your toes. That's why we're here with you. Um, let's a uh, couple quick things before we move on to another other thing. Great. Good tease. 
Uh, Ramona <laughs> Shelburne wrote an article about Embiid uh, that was lovely and was very much about Joel becoming a father. There is uh, a couple things I want to read from that and then Emily, uh, just to get your reaction. Uh, Joel said, I've always wanted to get to this point when I would find the one to want to have a family with. Now that I have, I want my kid to see his dad just being at the top of his game. I want to have him come to games and be like, wow, dad is so good. So he wants to be better than me. Uh, he said his longtime, speaking of Markel Fultz, his longtime trainer, Drew Hanlon, who said, watch out, everybody in Philadelphia is going to love Markel. Uh, he said, Arthur has redefined a purpose for Joel that's bigger than himself. We've been talking a lot about legacy lately. I mean, I love this stuff. Uh, Joel talking about being a dad. Very sweet. I love Joel. Emily, any uh, takeaways? Um, from that part. It's, it's no, or, or from picture. the article itself, whatever. Oh, there's a lot of takeaways from the article itself. Um, I'll read my favorite part later. But we from, get it. You guys have ESPN Plus. You're so cool. <laughs> you gotta get the Disney bundle. You get Disney. I Plus read up to the paywall and ESPN and then for I like twelve dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, wait. So, so I, I, I did no free see ads. That today. I, I saw that today. But like, I, my roommate has commercial free Hulu, so I already have that. And we got Disney Plus. I think it like we switched to Verizon and it like came free for a few months with that. So we have that now. So right now I'm just kind of like the only thing I would get out of that is the ESPN plus. And like, I'm so like, I, I just don't need to watch like a Russian soccer game at three in the morning. So I, I don't, I, for the most part, I really don't desire ESPN plus I subscribe to the athletic. They have great stuff. True. And for the most part, ESPN's, you know, the ESPN stuff, like, you know, I, I want to see, you know, Woj's write-ups and stuff, but they're not paywalled, so They I did put friend of the podcast, Zach Lowe, behind the paywall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is right. But he, he talks on a podcast. He like, if I wanted to hear Zach Lowe, I would True. listen to his podcast. And he's a rival podcast, so we shouldn't give him any more money. But I'm sorry. Yeah. I completely interrupted him. With, <laughs> with yeah. te- with it's the these teeth. features that make the paywall worth it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just think that Arthur has really given Joel like a sense of responsibility and kind of like a sense of purpose and he's really embracing it. I just picture like Arthur being on the sidelines, like a, like a little Chris situation, like with mm-hmm. Chris Paul and it just melts my heart and I just can't oh, wait hell yeah. for it. It's going to be so sweet. I just think he's probably like the best dad. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. Um, at one point in there, Joel said that he doesn't post his workouts. At, uh, I don't know if it's, at all or if it's anymore but he doesn't post him now and he doesn't feel like he needs to be posting uh and he says he's very rarely on social media anymore which obviously he became a giant star online um anyway dan what did you well actually you know what you're poor you didn't read it so <laughs> i read up to the paywall it seemed like it was going to be very sweet great it was good takeaway um something else that was interesting was they talk about when joe wore that like hazmat suit on the plane to the bubble um it it seems like his girlfriend was around like seven or eight months pregnant then and it said that the sixers didn't even know yeah that she was pregnant like it was like a super secret wild i don't know how he was able to keep that and and just for it to not to get into the public in any way yeah, she's probably staying in, I guess, because of COVID. So I helps. guess staying in, and and they both probably told very few people in their respective families, and uh, yeah, but nobody knew that she was pregnant at all until Arthur was born. I do think the team found out once they were all in Orlando, because I think Joel probably had to set up a contingency for like 
if she went into labor. I know yeah. Joe said that he wanted to go. So I think they probably figured out then, but good on, I imagine Alex Rucker was the first person he told. So good on Alex for not uh, letting that go. <laughs> um, I, uh, the vibes on the team seem great. They, everybody. Oh, wait, can I read one more part oh, of please, it? Please, please, of course. Because I want to hear what Dan has to say about this part. Okay. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Because I'm kind of frozen. You're breaking up a little bit, but I can hear you. Oh, wait. You're okay. good. You're good. I think I'm back. Okay. So, um, Doc Rivers says that, like, Embiid is really curious. He's always in his office. And Rivers told Embiid, don't get lost looking for something when the answers are right in front of you. A lot of players keep looking at their team and think, what else do we need? But the answer is you. I loved it. As a non... Okay, yeah. Listen, he should... Embiid should be acting like that. But they, the Sixers should also give him the best teammates possible. He's the answer. But it's the He's mindset the... he should have. So, hey, it's I like just, it. It's beautiful. I, like, got chills. I was like, oh, my God. Doc Rivers is just speaking to me it is it is great to see Embiid who seems to have taken like whatever mini leap there was left for him it seems like he's taken it and that's in like staying calm when he's double teamed now he has teammates that he trusts that hit shots when he's double teamed which is I think a big part of it um but he's passing well and he doesn't seem gassed in the fourth quarter which I feel like at the beginning of the other seasons he really seemed like he would get tired early um so yeah he looks great This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Uh, I just wanted to mention Dwight Howard leading the way for the team's vibes. He's, I love having Dwight on the team. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, everybody on the bench seems up and, and to be having fun. Um, Dan, do you have any vibes thoughts? Hey, yeah, listen, I'm a vibes guy, and I think that the vibes do seem much better. The bench has more energy, even though there's not fans. Um, and Dwight is, you know, staying with the young guys a little bit um, after the – after the games, there's been a few instances where he's, um, you know, going back on the court once with Ben Simmons. And then after the Charlotte game, he was out there with, um, it was with Matthias and with uh, someone, I think it was Terrence Ferguson, who also apparently was uh, sued over sexual assault allegation in September, 2018. Did not know that. So uh, yikes. Um, But thanks. No but Dwight is, you know, Dwight's, what, 37, right? So I, I like that he's taking the time to, you know, put in the work with the young guys. And, like, I feel like you, you need someone you, – you always need someone like that. And, like, the Sixers have missed that. I think a lot of teams, you know, that are – when, you know, they're rebuilding and the whole idea is, you know, we need best to show them what to do. I actually have always kind of disagreed with that. Like, I feel like, you know, you need, like, the Jakar Sampson, who's, like – you know, I need to, you know, work my ass off or else I'm not going to make an NBA roster ever. And the Sixers had that. And I feel like, honestly, that was like a big part of their success. And like, they were always in, you know, they had these young guys in the gym who wanted to work and didn't want to, you know, didn't have families to go home and see. And they were like, I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to work, you know, until one in the morning. 
And that is how, you know, I think there were times, you know, Ben was staying late because the other guys were staying. And I, I feel like we haven't really had that. And, and if the way has to be that guy who's going to go back and, and shoot after the game, even if he's 37, then great. I love it. Yeah. Dwight's so interesting because he can talk from this position of like, he was a giant superstar. He's going to be in the hall of fame. And then he sort of lost it all and was like bouncing around the league and nobody liked him. And he became like a pariah and that, and then he had to like humble himself and become this guy who's like veteran presence, like good in his minutes. It's very interesting. I'm happy to obviously knock wood, see that it seems real. Like it doesn't seem like he's, putting it on as a, as a, Oh yeah, I agree. You know, I I buy it. Emily, anything on the, on that stuff? Yeah, I agree with all of that. I'm really into Dwight Howard as like veteran leader. I like this like post game shooting club. I wish they would get like t-shirts and really lean into it. I think that would be really fun. (laughs) Um, But I I mean, no one's listening to me. If, if, if Dakota Mathias is listening to this podcast, he should, suggest it i think to get t-shirts for everyone in the postgame shooting club do it dakota um uh all right dan you have a thing you want to do about benjamin simmons i uh see the floor to you my friend yeah i just wanted to um kind of be clear about where we stand on on ben simmons i feel like it's only fair you know we've talked a lot you and i would trade him for harden emily would not and I think it's only fair that if, you know, with everything being thrown around, I, I, you know, I hear a lot of people say, I would only trade Ben Simmons for a handful of players and Harden's one of them. Uh, or, you know, I think, you know, I've said this a, a bunch of times, you know, Ben Simmons is, you know, maybe a top 20 player around there. Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's be fair. I want to, you know, fully articulate where I stand on Ben Simmons. I invite you guys to join me. I want to say all the players I would trade him for, and I want to say um, all the players I think are currently better than him. And so how do we do this? What's the best way to do it? Well, I've made a list of who I think. Um, we can start with players who are currently better than Ben Simmons. I have him. I, I've made my list. I have him as the 23rd best player in the NBA. So I'll read the players I think are better. You guys feel free to object when you think that someone is not better. And we can do it like that. I know a lot of people think that he's works. top 20. Uh, I, I really wasn't sure until I made this list and um, this list could very easily be wrong, but this is, this is kind of what I came up with. Okay, cool. LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Damian Lillard, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Bradley Beal, Paul George, I want to, can I quibble about Beal? I don't, you know, people love him and I agree that he's very good. Um, I'm somebody, I would definitely trade him for Harden. Beal to me seems like a very clear tier below Harden. I don't know how you guys feel Beal is not on my trade for list. Interesting. So, yeah, because I kind of of feel like when you think about Ben and how valuable he is as somebody who's beginning his five-year extension, I'm just wondering if, I don't know, like, there's something about Beal about how, like, Harden, like, is a system. You know, like, he makes your team a top five offense. He's going to get you in the playoffs. Like, Beal's been on some shitty teams for a while now, and he scores a lot of points, but I, I don't know. I, I would not trade Ben for Beal straight up at this point. Um, I would not either. Yeah. I, I agree. And I would 
I guess you after last season you sort of have to rank Beal ahead of him, but I would be uh, yeah, I would put them right around the same place. But I wanted to make sure I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Beal is Beal is there. There are some guys who I would you know I was kind of in between on. I mean, obviously, you know, it's not like there's a very clear. It's not like you know I'm trying to say I'm very sure that these 22 players sure. are better, and I'm very sure everyone else is worse. I happen to put Beal on the list, but I'm I'm fine if you don't want to. Okay. Um. And so then, all right, after Beal, here's what I have. Oh, Emily's gone, but she can object later. Emily's gone. I feel like she'll be back soon. She, uh, Emily was disconnected. Oh, She's here we go. She's back. We're live. Emily's back. So, after Beal, here's who I have. Paul George, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Bam Adebayo, Chris Paul, Trey Young, Chris Middleton, Rudy Gobert. Those are my 22. Okay, Emily, so I don't know if you cut out or not, but we talked about Beal, where we, I think, both agreed that we wouldn't trade Ben for Beal, um, and I think it's probably close as to where, they, where you would rank them. Given this last group that Dan just mentioned, where are you at with them in terms of trading Ben for them? Like, I wouldn't trade Ben so for So I'll, do, I'll do my trade list next. Okay, I'll do my okay. trade list next. But do you disagree that any of those players are currently better than Ben? I don't think that Trey Young is better than Ben. That's that's fair. He's off to a great start. Yeah. He year. is offensive. Like he's he can't play defense to save his soul. So it really just depends on what you are looking for in a player. Like, yes, he's offense, he's a better shooter than Ben. Like, yes, I'll give him that. But as a complete basketball player, I wouldn't say that he's better than Ben. It's a, so, think, it's such an interesting one because you can think of two more opposite players. Yeah, um, literally. I, I do think that Ben leads to a lot more winning in in the long term than than Trey Young probably. But I think I think that if you put Ben on a team without another star, like you, like like Trey Young situation, like you take Joel away from this team, I think the Sixers are probably worse than these Hawks. These Hawks have some good players, um, so it's not like it's just Young. You know, there's I like John Collins. Clint Capella, I still, I still kind of believe in Clint Capella, um, and you know, I like, I like some of their young pieces. I still like Carter. I still like Reddish. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I think also, I, I think DeAndre Hunter. I haven't watched any Hawks, but I've heard he's been off to a good start this year. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched them play yet this year though, and he was bad last year. But I like, you know, kind of what they have in place. I think that a lot of times it's talked about like, you know, if you had Ben and four shooters or something like that, you know. And, you know, none of them were stars, but maybe, you know, a bunch of, like, Danny Green players, um, that that could be a really good team. And I honestly don't really see that because every time Embiid's out, the Sixers are, like, a massive minus. And that has included the Cleveland game where he was basically, you know, was basically Ben and shooters the whole game, and they were abysmal. Um, so I think there is something to be said for, you know, how Trey Young can carry that Hawks team to right now. I think they're 4-1. and one. Um, I believe five and one or no Phoenix is five and one. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so um, I think there's something to be said for that, but I, I understand, you know, I'm, I'm fine with making the case that, that, you know, if you think Ben is better as of now, I'm fine with that. I, um, mm-hmm. I, I think that they're, like you said, they're opposite players and, and, you know, young is off to a hot start, but um, you know, who knows? So. Yeah. So what about the list of guys you trade him for? You, we can leave out, I guess the, Durant and uh, Harden we've talked you know enough about we don't really have an update on that currently yeah well here I'll just so this is a smaller list Um, this is I came up with 16 guys but I was iffy on some of them Um, 
So LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis, Steph, Davis, Luka, Durant, Harden. And I think those are those ones for me are all slam dunks just because of how good they are. Um, I have Damian Lillard. Um, I have Nikola Jokic, which would be bizarre with Embiid, but you trade one of them. They're both high value guys. Um, at that point, you know, you're, you're, you'll probably have to move one of them, but you'll get a much better player in return than you could for just Simmons. You know, they're just like such, they have such high trade value. Um, a guy like Jokic, and he's still young too. So I think he might be Ben's age or a year older. Um, no, I would, I would do that. Really? He just looks really old. That he does yeah, look he like does. an old man. Yeah, he's 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 still young, and he's he's so good that I feel like you know the he's fit is ridiculous, 25. but you know at, he's what? He's only twenty five. He's twenty. Yeah, he's twenty five. So like you know, I feel like you know at, at worst you know you say hey, the, him and Embiid are like ridiculously good. Can they figure it out? And, you know, it might be really weird. And if not, you trade one of them for, you know, an enormous package that you would not get for Ben. Um, I think it's worth a shot with someone that talented. I'm fine if you want to object to that because they're it'd be bizarre with Embiid. It's sort um, of a stepping stool, too, because I would be like, okay, if I could trade Ben for Jokic, why wouldn't I just trade Ben for a bigger package that makes more? Like, if Jokic is just a stepping stool to the next trade and we get him well, in I here and it doesn't like work. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, true. no, I'm fine if he's, you don't want. He's wanna, definitely just, a higher ranked player. Yeah. He's really good. I can't, I can't leave him off the yeah. list. In, that's maybe more of my philosophy thing, where it's like you can't always, in my mind, act like this is the final iteration of your team, and you have to kind of, you know, you know, kind of, be, unless you're like absolutely competing this year for sure, you have to kind of, you know, be acquiring the best assets you can. Yeah. Um, Jason Tatum, um, that's a pretty easy one for me. He's only 22. He's already better than Ben. Um, better fit. Uh, so this is kind of like Jokic again, and another weird one. I think this guy could play the four, maybe. Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I think you guys might disagree. I like Towns a lot. Um, he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league, despite being 6'11". Um, I, I would trade him for Towns. Um, we just discussed this guy, but Trey Young, he's younger. He's He gives us the, you know, perimeter scoring that we need he's just a, a better fit in that way um wait I'm, emily like, emily what do you think of towns i don't like towns i just don't like him as a player really yeah i'm um, not anything it's like the intangible stuff for me with towns it's, it's not really his skill set and things like that it's my same kind of quibbles with james harden in a different way i don't think that towns is like a party or anything like that i just don't and I think this maybe comes from all the Jimmy Butler stuff, but like he doesn't seem to be like a very like hard worker. He doesn't seem to like have the drive. He, you know, I don't think that him and Embiid would get along. I don't. So I think that it would just be like a weird fit in terms yeah, of. A it, yeah. That's I'm just thinking. another case for me of like, you know, he's a great shooter and he's played a little bit of four before and he hasn't been a disaster. And, and he's just really good. Um, that I would, I would just, I would go for it, even if I'm absolutely not sure it would work. Yeah, that wouldn't be like if if I've decided I'm trading Simmons, that's probably not where I would stop. Just I think it would work offensively with Embiid and Towns because Towns is such a good shooter. I don't think I would build around two like seven footers in in today's game. Um, even though Ben is like two inches from that, but he's a very different sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, keep going. You said you said Towns and then Trey. Trey Young, and I, you know, we've discussed this before, but like basically you and I agree um, that any defense anchored by Embiid will be fine. So I'm not super worried about Trey Young. Um, then we get then to. Then what happens when Embiid's out of the game? 
I honestly, well, I think it, when Embiid, already yeah. bad when Embiid it does falls, game, even well, with Ben. But yeah. Not really. Ben is so good on defense. I know, but there's only so much. I mean, there's like there's only so much you can do, and then you, you put Trey, and we've really fallen apart. <laughs> oh, sure, but I mean, the, I mean, I think for the most part, you know, in the in the playoffs, if you have to, you know, once you get to like a like game seven against Toronto, right? Joel played forty five minutes, um, and and the reason that they got massacred when he was out was yeah, partly because you know like Greg Monroe and Boban are not good options on defense, but also because they could not score the ball, like they absolutely could not score without him in the game. So I think that, you know, you have to look at um, that issue from both sides. Like when Joel's out, it's also an offensive issue. Um, like right now, we already have that issue. Joel, when Joel's out, obviously right now when Tobias is going to play like that, that's helpful. But Ben is not going to be, you know, a guy who's going to get you a ton of points. So um, I, still, I still think that we have that, the when Joel's out is, is when Joel is out issue anyway. Last um, thing I want to say about Trey is yeah. we saw at the height of like the Celtics, Isaiah Thomas, when those teams were really good and he was really good, but whenever they got to the playoffs, they just hunted him like crazy on defense. So uh, that would be my, my concern with yeah. Trey is that they're going to find him and they're going to kill him because he has, he just has no chance on that end. So, but I think he's, but, you know, you he's know, not as small as Thomas. Hopefully you can teach him to play some defense. Um, you know, uh, right now he is absolutely terrible, but who knows? It's like a philosophical thing, Ben versus Trey. Yeah. It's a very, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so it's different. Um, then, so I'll do Zion. I'll do Zion. Zion Williamson. Um, I would trade Ben for Zion. I think Zion is going to be really, really good. Um, and I, I, would just, I would just absolutely do it. Um, this one is probably the one I was least sure about. Paul George. Um, cause he's, he's older. He's 30. I'm, I think he's, he's still a good Paul defender. Paul George and Seth Curry on the same team. And Doc oh, Rivers. I forgot about that. <laughs> we can't do Paul George. Okay. Emily, Emily's right. I take it back. Only because of that. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Wow. I'm not talking about play. I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, in a vacuum as only a player, I like Paul George. Is, I wasn't sure about this one. I mean, Paul George is older. And I think that, you know, with the team playing this well, Maybe if you upgrade from like Ben to Paul George, maybe you're contending um, because Paul George can kind of be that guy in some situations that can go get you a bucket, that can score at all three levels. And he's still a good defender. You're not, you know, he's not quite as good of a defender as Ben, but he can still, you know, guard a few positions and play really good defense. So you're not losing like everything on defense there. Um but I, I'm I'm fine if anyone disagrees with that. I'm not even sure I believe that. And yeah, definitely I, not. I definitely don't want to put him with Doc and, and Seth. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wouldn't hit hitch my well my wagon to Paul George. There seems to be yeah. weird stuff about him, and I don't. Yeah, I'm I fine mean, he that. he played poorly in the playoffs, also. But like, I don't, I don't, I don't really see him as like my main scorer guy, which he would have to be uh, from the perimeter. Yeah, Emily, yeah, do you agree that I'm you would do like forgetting about his? adultery do you think like wouldn't do it for Paul George yeah um when Paul George was leaving Indiana I guess when he went to OKC I really wanted to get Paul George then he was so good in Indiana I was really into Paul George for the Sixers but it like weird things have kind of happened since he left there so yeah I would say yeah he might be like uh so just one more and it's Devin Booker Devin Booker is, I think, yeah. I think he's 23. Um, he really came on in the bubble. He can really score. He's not a bad defender. He's not like anything special, but he's fine. 
Um, he's, you know, he gets his own shot from anywhere. He's, he's a pretty good passer. Um, I would, I would do it. I think I agree. He got so much better last he's year. He's 24. I'm sorry. So they're the same age. Yeah. He, I, I, I would do that just for, I think they need a guy to score and he could, I think just keep getting, keep getting, keep yeah. getting, I don't know how to talk. I, I would do it. Emily, what do you think about the Devin Booker one? Yeah, um, I like Booker a lot, so I think it would be a good one. It would He's also put, it would also potentially looking. get Kendall Jenner back in Philadelphia because as of the fall, her and I Devin like Booker were hooking up. So I don't know what their current status is, but, you know. I, was, I wouldn't mind bringing her back. So. I, it was fun when she was around. I, I thought it was hilarious when she was, like, at Sixers <laughs> games. And, then, like, at the Cherry Hill Mall, just, like, at Sears <laughs> with Ben, like, looking at <laughs> – I don't even apply it's this. hilarious. <laughs> so weird. Kendall Jenner was in Upper Derby today. It's like, wow. What <laughs> she is, was what at the is Drexel there? basketball game. <laughs> I know. That was wow. the best. He's really – go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, so just, just to wrap this up, you know, we can move on. I, I'll, I'll agree. I'll take George off. You know, Towns and Jokic are just weird because they play the same position as our right. best player in a position you can't really be redundant. Um, so that's, you know, anywhere from 13 to 15 guys – um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into like a philosophical argument about Towns and and Jokic because it's ridiculous and I'm, right. you know I I'm you know you, you can't really even have that discussion without completely oversimplifying what goes into it on 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 either side of the argument. I mean either side has a great case there. Um, right. I think you know so anywhere from 13 to 15 guys we trade Ben for. Um, I don't think I left anyone off that you guys would trade Ben for. Um, and we came up with. Um, you know, anywhere from, I think, you know, 21 to 22 guys that are currently better than Ben or you know, 20 to 22 guys. So Ben is either 21st or 23rd best player in the league, those, somewhere yeah. around there, which I think is fair. That's probably where I thought I'd have him. But, you know, I, I, I think, you know, with all the, I, we've done so much like, you know, talking around, you know, well, I would trade, I wouldn't trade Ben for all these guys, but it's Harden or like, you know, Ben is this good. He's, you know, he's great. He's like around this good. Like how good do we think he is? Mm -hmm. Who are we trading for? I think it's, you know, it's only fair, not that he listens, but in general, just as in, in fairness to, to, you know, state our opinions clearly in that way. Um, That's good. It's a good way to it's contextualize not it. Yeah, no, no, no. Very good. 20, 23rd best player in the NBA, 21st best player, like great, great player. I the love only, Ben. I love Ben a lot. The only other person I think people might say is Jamal Murray, which I wouldn't do. Yeah. Murray, Murray and Mitchell um, are both – and I, I think you could actually – you could argue better to make a trade for one of them since they're young and they score and we need that than, than to argue that they're better than Ben. Um, I, and and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really have an issue with someone saying they would make that trade just because um, it's so clear that we, we kind of need what they have. I wouldn't do it – I definitely wouldn't do it for, for Mitchell because I, I think he would just drive me too nuts with some of the awful nights he has. Yeah. I've always liked Jamal Murray, uh, but I, I did leave him off. And so, I mean, I think that that should also say something, you know, like right. I, there's a lot of guys I'd trade Ben for, but I'm not a Ben hater. So there's guys I like a lot who would, you know, fit the needs of the team that I would not trade Ben for. And that's even, you know, I, I, I would prefer to trade Ben honestly for one of those, you know, I would love to get an opportunity to trade him for one of those guys. Cause I think it would be, really helpful i'm so sick of watching double post ups with Embiid. like it's <laughs> it's maddening he's he's fine you know with Embiid. i don't think they're like a disastrous fit but the six and, and if the Sixers had a true scorer i wouldn't be saying this at all but 
you know, I think we need that guy. And so I, I you know, I, I would love to see them go get someone who can really score the ball, but um, it's not like I'm just giving him away. So, yeah. Um, all right. We only have a couple things left before we get out of here. I thought, so the Eagles are going to play in a few hours. Um, I thought it might be good to get some Eagles takes out there. I want to know what you guys think about what they should do now. The latest is that there was multiple reports today that Carson Wentz wants a trade. There were, these reports first came up a couple of weeks ago. For me, it's like his agent could so easily be like, these are not true if they're not true, but I think he wants to get traded. Yeah. Apparently his relationship with Peterson who is coming back is fractured. Um, what do you guys think, Emily, what would you like the Eagles to do? Or do you think it's really, you know, what would you do? Um, the Eagles are kind of a disaster right now. <laughs> um, in general, I, I don't really know. I was never one of the people who was blaming Carson for all of the bad stuff that was happening in the beginning of the season. And I kind of think that last week's game shows that like Jalen Hurts is not the answer to everything because that game after that quick start against the Cowboys, it kind of completely fell apart. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't think that you can be like, Oh, see, it was the court of like, they still suck in all of these other places. Um, I don't blame Carson for at like wanting to get traded. I think all of this problem started with picking Jalen Hurts. Cause that was just such a bizarre pick in general. Um, and I like Hurts a lot. I think he's really good. I think he deserves to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, but we don't need two starting quarterbacks on our team. So I think that, we just need to make a decision and I, whoever is leaving, I wish them the best, I guess. Um, yeah. We, I really think that the problem stems, I think Howie needs to go. Um, oh, I don't, yeah. we're going to get a high draft pick and I, it's, it's like the Sixers have just morphed <laughs> into the Eagles. Like I, I have no confidence say. that we're going to make the correct decision. We're going to take a quarterback because we're a quarterback factory. That's not <laughs> a thing. This isn't like Alabama where they have to leave in four years. Like right. we want them to stay for a very long time. So stop picking them. Yeah. Um, so that's generally where I am. Um, I think they're going to lose tonight when this comes out. We'll see if I'm right. And <laughs> so Washington will probably win the division. Yeah. Um, Dan, what about you? Yeah. I, depending on who's available, I'd actually like to see him take a quarterback. Um <laughs> I, I really hope they lose tonight. If they can get like as high as the fourth pick, and if there's any chance that Justin Fields slides to them, oh, he was so I, good. I think you have yeah. to take him. I'm 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 kind of a trade Wentz and trade Hurts guy. Um, I I don't think Hurts is any long-term answer. I think Wentz absolutely sucks. So um, you know, trade Wentz for what you can. Trade Hurts. I mean, he he put on a, a you know, pretty good performance. Hopefully, you know, if someone wants to take a shot at him, maybe they'll offer a first-round pick for him. Um, I don't know how realistic that is. Maybe, maybe that's just definitely not happening. But if anyone offered me a, a pick like that, I would take it in a second. Um, I would love to get, you know, like a Justin Fields high in the draft and then maybe, you know, get a, get a receiver, you know, with a, a pick we could pick up uh, in, in a Hertz trade or something like that. Um, that would, that would kind of be ideal for me. Um, but there's other players just from, you know, I'm not, like a, a huge college football fan or anything because my favorite part of football is good passing which there's not a ton of in college football but you know I've, I've I watch you know the you know, the college football playoff like everyone else and um you know I had already heard great things about fields he looked great to me um I I really like you know I'd heard all about um Devontae Smith is that his name from Alabama yeah. the receiver I would you know love to have him here 
Um, and Alabama had that, uh, the cornerback, um, uh, the certain, right. I think. And, and he, he looked great too. So, I mean, both of those are needs. I, um, I'd be happy to have any of them, you know, even like Jamar Chase from LSU um, was, you know, the top receiver last year and he wasn't draft eligible yet, but he is now he's young and Smith just broke his, you know, receiving touchdown record from last year, this year. Um, and so, you know, all, all those guys seem like great options. I'm so sick of Tommy, you know, passing on Justin Jefferson, who like absolutely went off in the college football playoff for Rager, who I've absolutely never heard of. And, you know, clearly, <laughs> clearly me watching for 10 seconds was better than whatever Howie could put. Right. Because um, Justin Jefferson just set the rookie receiving record. And, you know, I'm so sick of watching him screw it up. Go get a really good player who everyone knows is really good and stop overthinking it. Um, there's so many good options, especially if they pick that high. And I'm, I'm excited for it. I mean, they're a mess. They're not going to be good last year um, or next year. But if they, if they trade Carson, he's only on the books for one more year. So um, I, I would love to, like, feel like we're really turning a page and get some young talent, trade Carson. You know, we're so far over the cap, we weren't going to compete next year anyway. But, but then hopefully the following year, you know, we can start to, like, you know, stop having old guys get hurt all the time and put some exciting young players together. And so – I agree with Emily. They have to move on from Howie. I kind of, I'm fine with keeping Doug. Um, he's, I think he's gotten less aggressive, which is frustrating, but he's also had a worse team. So it's, you know, I think it might be just, you know, he's less confident in those guys, but um, you know, he's shown he can win a Super Bowl. I don't, I don't think that his coaching was a fluke. Maybe the players all playing that well at the same time was, but you know, I think, I think Doug's a good coach. I'm not confident we could get someone that much better. So I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm, fairly confident with like you know I think we we could turn it around you know somewhat quickly and there's you know it's a good quarterback draft gets you know get someone that you like really believe in um maybe they really believe in Hurts I I don't but I I think he's a solid player but I I don't think you know I think we could do we could do better but I'm kind of rambling but I, I just have a lot of like general Eagles thoughts and it's been such a terrible season um I'm hoping that you know, they, they really decide to turn the page on a lot of guys, on a lot of personnel, and, yeah. and, and a lot of important positions. And just, just go get someone that we know is good and don't draft someone who ends up sucking with the fourth pick. Um, yeah, I, uh, I agree. I'm not a college football guy. I um, uh, went – it's sort of like we were saying with Markel. I just think it's done here, like – there's too much stuff that's happened where there's clearly like a mistrust between him and Doug or him and the organization, whatever it is, it's just not going to get better here. Like, so he's got a, I don't think he's terrible. I think that he was terrible this year. Um, I think there are contributing factors to that that were not his control, but also he like could have played better or could have, you know, there are all these reports about him not being coachable. Who know, It's impossible to know what to believe. Hertz is incredibly cool. I love when he talks. I just, I think that it would be super cool if he was our quarterback. Uh, but again, the problem that the Eagles and whoever's running them, I hope it's not Howie, whoever's running them is going to face is like, when's the next time we're going to draft top five and have an opportunity at this level of quarterback if they do have that level. So who knows? We'll see. Uh, best of luck to them. I hope, please God, that we lose tonight. Although it would be kind of funny if we won and we had the 10th pick in the draft. Um, the that bachelor. would not be funny. <laughs> That's what's from... going to happen. That's what they do. Like, yeah. we should know this by now. The Bachelor starts this week. Anything that people need to know about Matt James from either of you? I don't know who that is, but I'm excited. 
I have a really fun, fun <laughs> fact about it. So Jordy sent this to me and it comes from Roger Sherman from The Ringer. He tweeted it out. But so on November 29, 2014, the Wake Forest quarterback, John Wolford, threw for 251 yards and three touchdowns versus Duke. His leading receiver with nine catches for 89 yards was Matt James. On Sunday, Wolford will probably make his NFL debut, debut for the Rams. And tomorrow, James will make his debut as The Bachelor. Wild, Whoa. right? Wow. It's wild. How fun. Yeah. So that was always my... has good stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Matt James played wide receiver at Wake Forest. <laughs> he's, he's Tyler Cameron. He's not from an existing franchise, right? He was supposed to be on Claire season. And, that, and he was a very popular contestant's best friend. Um, from a season ago so people in the in bachelor nation know him from like instagram tiktok whatever got it um then during the summer there was like a huge push for to have the first black bachelor this was before they kind of knew that like ivan or riley or someone from tasha would have like hit like they didn't know who would go far who would like hit with the with the audience and they knew that matt james was really popular through his like relationship with Tyler so they kind of pulled him from Claire's season and just put him as the bachelor he like runs a nonprofit in New York City that helps like expose kids to like different like inner city kids to different careers and like food and things like of that nature um he's really good looking I think it'll be good great good luck to him and uh like Zach C we're looking forward to talking to him on the podcast one day. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, all right. We have a week of games. This is a four-game week. We're going to need predictions. All right. The games are Charlotte and Washington at home. Then they're at Brooklyn, which is the second night of a back-to-back. And then versus Denver, the Nuggets. Um, what do we think? Charlotte, Washington, Brooklyn, Denver. Dan, what do you say? Charlotte, Washington, Brooklyn, Denver. Okay. I'm going to say we beat Charlotte and Washington. I think we're playing well and beating teams we've been supposed to beat. I'll say we lose to Brooklyn, lose to Denver. I feel like, you know, maybe we come back down to earth a little bit. And those are, those are good teams. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Emily, what do you got? Um, I'm going to say – we beat Charlotte, Washington, and Washington. I'm going to say we beat Brooklyn. That would – I mean, that one I'm not super confident about, but they just – like, yes, Kevin Durant is amazing. Kyrie is Kyrie. But they haven't really been, like, clicking and playing as well as their individual parts. So I think it might take them a little bit more time. So I think we might be able to squeak it out there. And then I'll say that we lose to Denver. Um. Yeah, so I will say that I think they'll beat Charlotte. I think they're just much better than – you know, last year's team would lose to every bad team, but it feels like this year's team might be able to – these are famous last words, but this year's team might be able to beat some bad teams. I think they'll beat Charlotte. I think they'll lose to Washington. It's a trap game. They, like the night before they play Brooklyn, who everybody cares about. And I think they'll beat Brooklyn, and I think they'll beat Denver. All right. Uh, Denver actually hasn't started well. I think they're 1-4. Um, so that is three and one. Yeah, they are. Um, so that's it. We'll see. Anything else from either of you? Oh, one more thing. Um, so earlier I said the Ben Simmons looks like a turd when he shoots the corner three. I do want to say that that is from Arrested Development. Um, <laughs> not Ben Simmons, 
but I don't usually say that people look like turds, but I really recently watched that episode and it's really funny when uh, one of the one of the adult kids who's like a weirdo was like, you know, asking, you know, why he, he was like, there's something about like, why well, no, asking why he was never allowed to like play organized sports. And the, the dad was like, you know, you were just a turd out there. You couldn't run, you couldn't kick. <laughs> um, so I, it's, uh, that's where that's from. I don't, I don't, you know, call people turds all the time. No offense. Just, uh, yeah, it's really no offense. It's just, I, what I meant to say was, I think he looks um, not good when he shoots it. <laughs> no offense to Ben or to turds anywhere. Um, I think that's it, guys. It was good to see you both. Uh, go Washington. Get a win tonight. Yeah. And, um, and we'll, do, we'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye, friends. See ya. See ya. See ya. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.